Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by the Adventure Challenge. Sometimes coming up with an activity for the entire family can be daunting. It's nice to have a go-to option for getting everyone together and just doing a thing. The Adventure Challenge is that thing. You open the book, pick a mystery adventure, scratch it off to reveal what you'll be doing, and you have some fun with the whole family. Then you fill in the book, add photos, and it becomes a keepsake. It's really a fun thing to have on hand. Visit theadventurechallenge.com and use promo code KIDSTORIES for a discount. On to the shout-outs. Everett from Colorado steps into the light of the moon and becomes a magical owl spider who can command an army of other owl spiders to keep the Colorado forests free from bad guys. Thanks for keeping Colorado safe, Everett. And thanks for all your great ideas. Trey from Miami can summon sand monsters from the beach. Luckily, they're good monsters, and they throw the very best taco parties. Have fun with those sand monsters, Trey, and thanks for that awesome Southern Swamps Rescue drawing. Crawford from Aspen, Colorado has the power to turn water into lemonade, which I'm sure comes in handy during these hot summer days. Crawford also created a scene from an episode with magnetiles as well as an awesome drawing from the Stella's Journey series. Thanks for sharing your artwork, Crawford. Amarali enjoys the stories, and he also enjoys hopping on one of the many geese that waddle around his town and letting them fly him up into the clouds on a joyride. Thanks for listening, Amarali, and be careful flying those honkers around. Elwood and Otis live in Wicklow, Ireland. And in their spare time, they like to load their pancake cannons with the very best-tasting pancakes and then blast them all over town. Word is they've got a syrup hose in the works for next Pancake Tuesday. Thanks for listening, you two, and great job with that coloring book, Otis. Today's episode takes place in the valley. Days after the Red Pirates were defeated with the help of many valley heroes... Now, there are many pirate ships filled with stolen goods that need to be returned. Tatiana, Tim, and Ray stood on the docks at Little Village and looked out upon the ocean. The harbor was filled with ships belonging to the Red Pirates. Of course, the Red Pirates were defeated and disbanded by a group of heroes in an epic battle. 
Never again will the Red Pirates terrorize the seas and steal from defenseless towns across the land. And all the booty the Red Pirates stole lay floating in the hulls of so many ships, right there in the water in the little village harbor. How are we going to return all this stuff? asked Tim. It'll take us years to deliver all these stolen things back to where they belong. It's not just us, answered Tatiana. Some clown ninjas are taking a ship, and some Cliffside City Dojo members are taking one too. Ours is that one there. And Tatiana pointed out to a ship painted a deep red color. We'll leave tomorrow morning, said Tatiana, after they've had time to repaint it. The next morning, the ninjas stood on the dock, looking upon their newly painted ship. Seriously? asked Tatiana. This is the most absurd-looking ship ever. Whose idea was this? It was my idea, said Tim. Me and Ray painted it last night. Pretty awesome, huh? Tatiana scrunched her eyebrows and blinked a few times to make sure her eyes weren't playing tricks on her. Tim and Ray had painted the entire ship in pink and red stripes. I feel like my eyes are being assaulted, said Tatiana. But I guess at least we won't be mistaken for pirates. Party pirates, maybe, suggested Ray. And Tatiana, you can be Captain Party Pants, and I'll be first mate Dancing Bones, and Tim will be Lieutenant Backflip, and we'll sail the high seas, bringing epic party vibes to every port we see. Tatiana did that thing where you close your eyes and you breathe in slowly and you gently pinch that upper part of your nose between your eyes. Tim and Ray heard her counting softly. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, said Tatiana, and she took a deep breath. Great counting, Tatiana said Tim. Yeah, why were you counting? asked Ray. Sometimes, when I lose my patience, I breathe deep and count to ten, said Tatiana. Oh, did it work? asked Tim. It did. Let's hope it keeps working, she said, and the three ninjas boarded their new party pirate boat. The hold of the ship had been filled to the brim with goods previously stolen by the Red Pirates. Tatiana, Tim, and Ray set sail on a voyage to return all those stolen goods to their rightful owners. It was going to take them weeks, but it was important work. Tatiana set the course and joined Tim and Ray down in the hold to review their first delivery. All right, you two, tell me about our first delivery to someplace called Brighton, began Tatiana, looking over some papers on a clipboard. Yeah, yeah. Check these things out, Tatiana. They're awesome, said Tim. He held up a small glass ball about the size of an apple. There was one side of the ball that was flat, and Tim placed the ball on a nearby wooden crate. Tim pressed a small button on the little glass ball, and the room they were in went dark. Tatiana was shocked. She turned and noticed a little light filtering in from the hallway. Tim reached over and pressed the button again, and the light in the room returned. Pretty wild, huh? said Tim. It's like a reverse light bulb. Instead of lighting up a space, it takes the light away, Tim explained. Wow, 
said Tatiana. That is fascinating. The crate says they're called dark bulbs, said Tim. But why would someone need a device that removes light, wondered Tatiana out loud. Wouldn't they just turn the lights off instead? No idea, said Ray. I bet we'll find out when we get to Brighton. The journey to Brighton would take nearly a week. None of the ninjas had ever been this far away from the valley. Well, they were excited about the adventure and were completely stumped at what these dark bulbs could be used for. When they finally came within sight of Brighton, they got really excited. Excited for a nice big meal, excited to sleep on land, excited to figure out what these dark bulbs were for. They approached the docks in the middle of the day. The sun was high and bright. Tatiana, Tim, and Ray decided to head into town and explain their situation before unloading their cargo. The town itself was pretty normal as far as dock towns go. Shops, seafood vendors, shipping containers laying about. What the ninjas found different about this place was the people. They looked exhausted. They walked around sluggish and yawning. Many were sleeping on benches in front of shops. Looks like Brighton missed their bedtimes last night, said Tim. It doesn't look like anyone got sleep at all. Tatiana approached a Brighton citizen and asked, Excuse me, where can I find the dockmaster? The citizen yawned real big and replied, uh, Oh, uh, dockmaster, dockmaster. Uh, well, I think Johnny, uh, I think Johnny's probably up there having some lunch. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. The citizen pointed to a small coffee shop featuring some outdoor seating, and some people were up there drinking coffee and reading. One guy just had his head down on a table and was sleeping. Tatiana, Tim, and Ray all shared a look and walked to the coffee shop. Tatiana was eager to get right to the point, so she just hollered out, I need to speak to the dockmaster. It is a matter of great importance. Where's the dockmaster of this place? Some people looked up at Tatiana, but most seemed too tired to care. One man who was sitting at a table stood up and looked upon the ninjas. He was very tall and skinny with dark black hair and a nice-looking suit, and a mustache. He stood and walked over to Tatiana. Ringo, Johnny Ringo here, at your service. Brighton Dockmaster. How may I be of assistance? He said. Right, we've got a big shipment of something called dark bulbs down in the hold of our ship here, apparently stolen by the Red Pirates some time ago, and we're here to... Tatiana began. Johnny Ringo's eyes widened and he perked up at the mention of dark bulbs. Dark bulbs, you say, said Johnny. And he walked closer to the trio now, standing right up against them. On your ship? You're kidding me. Let me see them. How much do you want for them? And where'd you find them, anyway? As the ninjas and Johnny Ringo spoke, the town began to take notice. The subject of dark bulbs got everyone's attention, and a crowd began to form. Slow down there, Johnny, said Tatiana. We're ninjas from a faraway place, and we recently defeated the Red Pirates, and we're in the process of returning all their stolen booty. We're not selling them, just giving them back. Well, well, said Johnny, just giving them back. Well, thank goodness for do-gooders like you. Let's get them unloaded, then. The townspeople and the ninjas spent some time unloading the dark bulbs. Everyone helped to lift the big, heavy wooden crates off the ship and into the nearby warehouses of the docks. Once the work was done, the ninjas rested outside the coffee shop. Tatiana and Tim noticed that Ray was missing, 
and a moment later he came around the corner, sitting on a wooden wagon being pulled by an old donkey. In the rear of the wagon was one large wooden crate of dark bulbs. Say hello to Dapple the donkey, said Ray. Hello, Dapple, said Tim, rushing over to pet the donkey. Ray, why, began Tatiana, why do you have a donkey in a cart and just why? All good questions, Tatiana, all good questions, said Ray. We are going to deliver this crate of dark bulbs to a nearby town. Word is, they've got the very best lemon sorbet on the island and I've been craving it for weeks. Johnny Ringo said I could borrow his burrow if I delivered a crate of dark bulbs to the town. So what do you say? You ready for the very best lemon sorbet? Again, Tatiana closed her eyes, gently pinched her nose between her eyes and breathed deep, counting to ten. You know, Tatiana said finally, I think some lemon sorbet would hit the spot. Let's head out then. So Ray gently snapped the reins, and Dapple the donkey leisurely clip-clopped his way out of town. By nightfall, the three ninjas arrived in the little town, and they realized why the citizens of the island needed the dark bulbs so badly, and why they were so very tired down at the docks in Brighton. As the sun set, tall green stalks grew from the ground. On top of each stalk was a large flower bulb. And as the sun set and the moon shone, the bulbs opened to feature the brightest white flowers any of them had ever seen. But they weren't just bright like a yellow daffodil. They were bright like a light bulb. Hundreds of tall flowers as far as the eye could see shone brightly. And while the time of day was night, all around them was lit up like the middle of the day because of these shining flowers. Apparently, this island never went dark so the citizens needed the dark bulbs to get good sleep. The ninjas were squinting by the time they pulled up out front of the restaurant. A nice fellow in sunglasses approached them and said, Looks like you forgot your sunglasses, yeah? We're not from around here, said Tatiana, squinting and covering her eyes with her hand. We're just passing through, delivering these dark bulbs from Brighton. Again, at the mention of dark bulbs, everyone with an earshot took notice. The villagers perked up and walked over to the old wooden wagon. Dark bulbs from Brighton? From Johnny Ringo? asked the man. Yeah, Johnny asked us to deliver them here to you all, and he also mentioned lemon sorbet, said Tim. Lemon sorbet? Oh yeah, we got the best lemon sorbet on the island, said the man loudly as he began to inspect the wooden crate. Uh, you go on inside there and we'll give you all the lemon sorbet you can handle. Hey, hey everybody, we got our dark bulbs! The dark bulbs are here! The man yelled up into the air to anyone within earshot, and villagers ran to the old wooden cart and cracked open the big crate and began passing out the glass dark bulbs. Tatiana, Tim, and Ray stepped away and into the nearby restaurant. They were quite hungry after their long day. Soon, villagers came into the restaurant with their dark bulbs, and the ninjas could see out the window that others were using their bulbs as well. Some of these villagers were so tired, so desperate for sleep, that they simply lay down on benches with a dark bulb resting on their chest, snoring away in a bubble of darkness. Soon, a server came to their table. Hey, y'all. You're the group what brought the shipment of dark bulbs, and we're mighty thankful. Just let me know what you'll be having. I'll bring it out right away. The food was delicious, and the lemon sorbet was the very best they ever tasted. When they finished their meal... 
The server returned and placed a small cloth pouch on the table. It clanked with the sound of coins. Tell Johnny Ringo thanks, the server said. We're all so happy to be finally getting some sleep around here. Tatiana, Tim, and Ray looked at each other with confusion. Tatiana reached out and opened the pouch. She lifted it up by the bottom and a pile of gold coins clinked and clanked onto the wooden table. You're paying Johnny for the dark bulbs? asked Tatiana. But, but he didn't pay for them. We thought they were just, you know, passed out to everyone on the island. It's obvious everyone needs them to sleep. Well, it used to be that way, said the server. Everyone on the island would pool their money, and we'd all just pass out the dark bulbs once they arrived. But Johnny took control of the dock warehouses a while back. Ever since then, he received shipment of the dark bulbs whenever they arrived and keep them under lock and key. He's hired henchmen who work for him, and oh, it's awful. He charges way more for the bulbs than what they cost. Lots of people can't afford them, and well, oh, sleep is hard to come by these days on the island. Tim and Ray both looked at Tatiana. They knew she'd be angry. They had given Johnny Ringo all the dark bulbs, and now they find out that he's just a bully, a thug, a big meanie, a stinker, a no-goodnik, a bad guy. Do you need to count to ten, Tatiana? asked Tim. Tatiana took a deep breath and looked to Tim and Ray. Well, what do you two think we should do about all this? she asked. Tim and Ray looked at each other. Oh, off the top of my head, said Tim. I say we empty out Ringo's warehouse and give away all the dark bulbs to the people. And then, uh, well, I don't know after that. Great idea, said Tatiana. Let's get a good night's sleep here in town and head back to Brighton first thing in the morning. The end. Thanks for listening, everyone. There's a new drawing video up on the website where we can draw a cave bear together. Remember those cave bears that were featured in the recent um, Weekend at Hooper's episodes? So check that out. And before I sign off, I've got some quick shout-outs to share with everyone. Ruben and Doshi from Melbourne enjoy the stories, and Ruben is a talented artist, having drawn a number of pictures from the podcast. You two are awesome. Gordy, Orion, Julian, and Julia from Boulder, Colorado enjoy the stories. Thanks for listening, friends. You're awesome. Luis from Miami, Florida drew a great picture of the tree beast. Great job, Luis. You're awesome. And Theo drew a picture of a gloop army battle, and it's fantastic. Thanks, Theo. You're awesome. Adios.